0: just kick it off hey listeners you are listening to chewing the scenery horror movie podcast we are a podcast that talks about a horror movie or several and we will spoil said movie or movies and the recently watched well we're going to try to not spoil those too terribly much and we thank the moon rays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show find their music on amazon or itunes if you want to buy it digitally say hello to them on facebook where they are the moon rays and we are chewing the scenery on the Facebook and the Instagram. Um, that, uh, plus I'm Richard, I'm one of your hosts, I'm with Will. Hello. And Jolian. Hello. That's housekeeping.
1: Yes, we're so slick now we're on to the uh, 201st or 2nd This episode. is
0: 201, unless you count one of the interviews I didn't uh, label with a number. And then there was a st- when Russ Strainer from Night of the Living Dead said that little something for my nephew and his bride mm-hmm. to be at the time. Um, they just had the kid.
2: Calli- really? Yeah,
0: I have a niece named Calliope now, Calliope Excellent. with a K. So all right. So it doesn't sound like a normal Calliope.
2: Huh.
0: <laughs> so rather than that nice circusy sound, that uh-huh. carnival sound, they're screaming. Oh. Okay. And I'm, I'm guessing that that she's a really good baby.
2: You're guessing.
0: I'm guessing. <laughs> I need to find out I shouldn't, I shouldn't guess But uh, I'm an uncle again, again. I, I've been doing this for years, guys <laughs> I've been doing <laughs> the old uncle
1: Professional uncle now. Yes,
0: I've been doing it forever I was still a kid when I became an uncle It's like I, I, I felt like so much responsibility was bearing down on me And then nothing happened Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's about the best relative you can be
0: Yeah yeah,
1: you can be the fun one.
0: Oh, yeah, and I am. I am the fun uncle, and I I, I kind of uh, specialize in um, you know, spoiling a kid and then giving him back.
1: Yeah, once they start crying or whatever, you can just hand him back. Yeah, your job is done. Stuff
0: them full of sugar and, <laughs> and just <laughs> shove them back at the parents. Um, so we made it past two hundred episodes and we're careening toward Christmas our Christmas extravaganza episode. That's gonna be recorded in about a week. And we'll have Ziggy joining us for that. Yay. We're going to talk about Anna and the Apocalypse, which all three of us have watched. And she's probably watched it by now, too. Um, without going into it, I mean, we're going to talk about more than that. But that's one of our Christmas movies we'll talk about. I got to say, didn't need a zombie apocalypse for me. I could have watched it as a musical. Or it could have been a vampire musical. Or an Invisible Man musical. I don't know. I mean, really, it could have been any of those things. Man, those young people, I don't assume any of them were like high school age, uh, but they were, for such young people, so professional. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean talented, I mean professional. There's a difference. Like, you can have natural talent, but to be a pro, like, you can tell they are, all of them, that was fun. Yeah. But uh, I I sort of (laughs) jumped right into, hey, recently watched. Um, What have you guys watched recently? What else have you watched? I'll just kick it off then, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, I don't normally watch like Michael Bay kind of mainstream, kind of action y films. I do. Uh, liar
2: you do all the time.
0: Apparently, I do. <laughs> I act like I don't, but then I do it anyway. Uh, we watched Six Underground, and that's the one that's got um, Ryan Reynolds and a bunch of other people I don't know. I've, I've never seen, heard not, of this. I've not seen that one yet. Oh, it's on Netflix. Uh, so they're. Is that one where he's
1: driving around Europe or something? Yes. Yeah, it just came out.
0: They're in Florence okay. and they're driving. Like, the first 20 minutes of the movie is all just a high speed chase through Florence and a lot of very unfortunate deaths of people who get flung halfway out of a car and then get hit by some metal or get shot through the head or whatever the craziness is. Uh, the premise is basically that you've got um, six people who've faked their own death. Or have had something happen that plausibly makes it seem like they would be dead, and then they become these elite assassin type people. But they're assassinating bad guys in the name of good. And and they're led <laughs> That's they're, they're led by a billionaire. <laughs> Imagine a billionaire doing good. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Sure.
1: You know, I'm yeah, also. Just plausibility. Yeah, yeah
0: I'm, I'm suspending my disbelief for the sake of the movie. Um, but Ryan Reynolds plays this uh, billionaire. I don't know if he's supposed to represent like Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or somebody as far as like his capabilities. I'm guessing Bill Gates is more his uh, thing, you know, that he represents like that kind of wealth.
1: Oh, okay. N- not that kind of assassin level.
0: No, okay. no, no. Much, much cooler, I, I think, than Bill Gates. I think he comes across a little too dorky for the sake of a movie like this. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. I normally don't go for this sort of thing, yet I do anyway. Apparently, Uh, but it was it was really fun. But then, you know how like the first time you take an airplane, uh, like the first time you took a flight, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh my, this is so weird. And then it's finally you feel it go, and you're like, whoa, the plane's starting to go, Mm -hmm. and it goes faster and faster and faster and faster, and pretty soon you're doing hundreds of miles an hour. It points upward. And then you're above things and you're looking out the window and everything looks like ants and then you're in the sky for a while. And then you get to experience for the first time descending and landing and how that might be really smooth or a bit of a bump. Which I always like to look at the person next to me and go, nice guy, that pilot, letting his kid land the plane like that. Mm. And they usually laugh and lightens the mood when you have a rough landing. Um, anyway, uh you're really like, oh wow, 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 wow. Everything is wow about this except the the snacks. And um by the time you've done 10, 15, 20 flights, you're like, I could sleep through the takeoff and the landing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And I kind of feel like by the end of a Michael Bay film, I'm ready to just take a nap. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like things have been flying at my face for like 90 plus minutes. I'm like, wow, uh, wow, what did I what did I miss? Oh, about 10 minutes of stuff flying at your face. Oh, okay. So it's good. It's fun. I, I'm, not, I'm not putting it down. It's a really fun movie. And instead of, you know, doves, there's pigeons taking off a lot. Mm.
2: So, no, you, know, okay. you
0: know, how they have a really high dove budget on Michael Bay films. Yeah. Any of those, any of those, you know. So <laughs> anyway, um, again, yes, I watched Anna and the Apocalypse, and we won't really spoil too much about that. Was that supposed to be in Scotland? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was filmed in Scotland.
0: Were they Scottish? Or were they Scottish light or were they British?
1: I don't know about their... They, they seemed pretty understandable for the Glasgow area. <laughs> that's
0: what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because
1: that's a hard one to for me to figure out.
0: Right. See, I've not been there. But everything I've seen connected to like the Glasgow area mm-hmm. is all like wait a minute back that up what they yeah say?
1: i need subtitles for that right
2: <laughs> and you're from not too but, far away from there
1: these people are easy to understand yeah that's yeah, what i think
2: they, they might have been trained or or just not from there yeah i didn't read them as from being there okay in fact i didn't read the area of scotland until the end of the movie right when i saw where it was filmed it's like i mean i kind of felt that when mm. she was in town i was like this looks like a lot, uh, a lot like uh, under the skin. Okay. You know, because it was in Glasgow, and uh, but um, I also didn't realize the American girl was American until she said it, because I've just lost the ability to hear either accent, American or
1: British. Right? You don't think of Americans as having accents, though, do you?
2: Yeah, it depends. You I do? mean, it depends where they are. Okay. I usually pick it up. <laughs> I usually notice. Oh, yeah, that person does have an American. accent.
0: Yeah, sometimes you'll be watching uh, something that was made somewhere in the UK, and you'll hear the American character, mm-hmm. and hear through it that they're not actually an American. Okay. That's kind of fun for me when mm-hmm. I get to experience that because I'm sure you experience that several times a day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like if
0: there's a if there's a screen on near your head, you're experiencing that.
1: Yeah, I mean back in the day that they used to get like uh, actors who were like actually Canadian or you know. To to play Americans, because that that was better box office. Less of a
0: leap. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They could sell it better to the States.
0: Sure.
2: Yeah. Except Will. Will can... He can... I can pick out a Canadian from a hundred paces. He (laughs) could smell the maple (laughs) a mile away.
0: (laughs) So... um, and my other movie I watched, I'll, I will talk about as part of our featured attractions, because we're going to talk about things we borrowed from Jolian. <laughs> so Will and I are going to do that. <laughs> and, well, you're going to do one cut of the dead, are you?
2: Did well, you I, yeah, I'll, I'll mention that briefly.
0: Okay. And, uh, so Brides of Dracula, which, um, was 1960 British horror film made by Hammer film productions, directed by Terence Fisher. I'll be talking about that one later. Mm. Um, other than watching um, some impeachment hearings and, uh, you know, or hearing them on the radio or mm-hmm. whatever. You couldn't escape it for a couple of days yeah. there. Um, when we did the show last time, did I mention that, I, that there were a couple of Republicans that I think we should start uh, um, trolling them, calling them shrill and hysterical?
1: <laughs> no, you <he> did not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I don't want to get political on our show, but... A couple of these guys are just jumping up and down and shrieking that they want to defend somebody who, uh, um, I don't know, man, is, is that...
2: Not worth defending?
0: Uh, he, he wouldn't go down, for, he wouldn't take the bullet for them, would he? I don't think so. No. But uh, we'll talk about that monster at a later date. Um, we might be letting Leela in the studio if she keeps barking. Uh, I think really other than, like I said, impeachment and late night television, I didn't have much else pretty busy at work and we're going into the week where all the retail orders pouring in will be starting to sort of uh reduce to a trickle because people realize they're not going to get their stuff in time Mm -hmm. so that's where we're at um and then the week of christmas our show will drop on christmas eve Mm -hmm. Ooh. yo and uh and then i actually get like a short day, I think, on Christmas Eve, and then the next few days off. Yay. Yeah, and we'll try not to kill anybody like Lemmy by talking about him over nachos on my birthday. (laughs)
1: Yeah, who should we kill this year? Oh,
0: I have ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me started. That's it for me. Uh, Who wants to go next? Will, you want to go?
2: Sure. Do it. Um, I watched Anna and the Apocalypse and uh, One Cut of the Dead, Mm. which is a Japanese zombie film. From this year, I believe this year, or last year, um, it's on Shutter. I recommend it. Go into it blind. Okay. Don't read right. anything about it.
1: Mm. Cool.
2: And uh, yeah, stick with it. The first thirty minutes is a little weird. <laughs> not, not really. I mean, it's. Right. Ex- but you'll see. Exploding
1: yeah. pumpkin on the pavement. Weird.
2: No, not that weird. It's just a little like, what's going on here? I mean, they just kind of throw you into it. Um but yeah. Okay. Fantastic good uh, fun little movie. I think I preferred Anna and the Apocalypse overall, but uh yeah, I really liked one cut of the dead. Mm. Um,
0: and you're not the kind of guy who goes for something like the T V series Glee.
2: No. Why do you bring that up?
0: Well, because Anna and the Apocalypse is a bunch of high
2: schoolers singing. Oh yeah, but I don't have any problem with musicals. No? No, not at all.
0: Oh, I'm kind of a jerk about musicals.
2: I know a lot of people are. I don't <laughs> find. I mean, I don't like all musicals. Mm. Okay. And uh, Glee was kind of cloying. Yeah, it and, seemed. Uh, you know, it's a TV show. I went. Can you really do with it? Right. That's no, true. No one gets eaten. in Yeah. Glee. As, as exactly. Far as I know, I, I've no. never
1: seen it. There's not uh, not much blood, bloody zombie action.
2: Not really until the last season when they had run okay. out of storylines. <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched a couple of Glees there. They were all right. But yeah, I don't have any problem with musicals.
0: I've seen, I've only seen bits and pieces of Glee. Yeah. But then they did a Buffy and the Vampire Slayer episode where there was... A,
2: yeah, the musical episode. Yeah, the musical episode. Yeah. yeah. That's when Anna and the Apocalypse reminded me most of. Okay.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Was
2: that episode, yeah.
0: That's really cool. Um, what is a favorite musical of yours?
2: Uh... I like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I also like things like South Pacific.
0: Okay. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen that. Mm. Oh. I have it on vinyl, like Beautiful. the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I like South Pacific quite a bit. I don't quite know why, but <laughs> it's a nice movie. Yeah, I like it. it of course, yeah, a lot yeah. of... You
0: know, what's funny is I say that, but
2: then I realize that a lot of a lot of the... Uh, even corny fucking West Side story, I like. Oh, that's great. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't have any problem with that. I probably wouldn't sit through cats again, but.
0: That oh, looks so yeah. weird. I've seen
2: the trailer Oh, Ooh, the trailer, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. kind of Uncanny Valley. And I totally hate Grease, <clears throat> but that's more than just because it's a, you know, it's a musical. I just find it. I, I didn't see that for years, and then I saw it, and I thought, wow, it's so cynical. Yeah. <laughs> it like, it's not a feel good no you know, happy musical is like maybe i'll have to watch it again because i don't remember it being that cynical but i do remember it being kind of like even as a kid was like wait they're just telling you to go ahead and change and just yeah be someone else for someone you know yeah yeah, kinda, yeah yeah and i i don't know john travolta rubbed me the wrong way yeah he, he was until pulp fiction really right yeah, you know, that
0: kind of redeemed him for a lot of people. Like I think when we were little kids and, um, you know, welcome back Cotter was still yeah either originally airing or airing and reruns, whatever. It's like, Oh yeah. Barbarino's funny cause he's kind of a dumb, dumb and he, but he thinks he's cool and whatever. But you ever hear the story about when, um, uh, Tarantino had him over, had John Travolta over to, uh, talk about Pulp Fiction. Uh-uh. Well, Tarantino is a bit of a board game nerd and we're going to talk about board games in a minute. Uh, he he asked um Travolta to, to play a round of the Welcome Back Cotter board game. Nice. And Tarantino was like, Okay, so like I'm always uh, Barbarino Barberino when we play the game, but I realize, you know, I'm playing against uh, Barbarino, so I had to let him be Barbarino. <laughs> so I don't know if he, you know, had to choose Washington or somebody else to you know, whatever the second coolest character is for Tarantino. But I, can you just imagine that? <laughs>
2: How funny maybe maybe travolta didn't want to play Barbarina.
0: he's like yeah i don't know man i want to be epstein yeah i want something different i gotta got expand you know epstein, oh, epstein. so <laughs> <laughs> you never watched welcome back Connor, no, did you? No, no. you lucked out it's about a bunch of kids in brooklyn who were just kind of misfits was it supposed to be like a like a second chance class for like bad kids
2: no it was just a shitty high school <laughs> they just had no funds at you know, all and cotter had moved away and, and can, had come back to teach. And yeah. I think he was a spin-off of an Alder show. Maybe. But I don't remember. Yeah. It, go it, away, it, Car. It, it, yeah, go yeah. away, Carter. <laughs> Hit the
0: road, Connor. And don't yeah. you come back.
2: So oh, Gabe Kaplan. Yeah. Yeah. He just wanted to be Groucho, didn't he? Didn't he? Yes, that's exactly. It was like a low budget groucho, but we already had Alan Alda. That's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man, our young listeners are just shutting this off right now. (laughs) Who?
2: Why are they talking about TV shows from the 70s? Right. Well. I was delighted I talked to a young person at work who's 25, 26, and she said she still watches MASH, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was like, wow. I didn't think kids would watch MASH, but. Are young people going to start saying, okay, Xer? Like they're
0: saying, OK, I Boomer? so. At we meet?
2: deserve it. I think so. No, we don't get anything. No, no. We, we get ignored. <laughs> I hope so. I'm so cool with that. <laughs> yeah, <right>? me too. <laughs> 100%.
0: It's like, yeah, the music that was popular when we were in our 20s is really kind of dejected and, you know, whatever. It's just sort of sad and angst-ridden and, you know,
2: hopeless. OK. I heard a, I heard a little story on NPR talking about OK, Boomer and how upset boomers were and they had some gen x guy on there and he was like it's all marketing it's just labeling who cares you're not anything right It was like what a gen x yeah. attitude <laughs> <laughs> i'm so cynical typical gen x yeah and,
0: and then when you hear them say well here's the cutoff for that and it's like well wait a minute isn't baby boomer supposed to mean the post world war ii baby boom yeah. Uh-huh. yeah how many damn years do they think that lasted
2: to sixty four, yeah, okay, mid sixties, yeah, okay. sixty four, sixty six, something like that. Yeah. No. They, so again, it's all marketing. It's not like really nailed down. It's not right. Yeah, you know, scientific it's just, principle or something.
0: Yeah, it is fairly fuzzy
2: around the edges. Yeah, and it's just the U.S. Yeah, yeah, and they and they push it, you know, up, and then there's people who are in the gaps who, you know, where do they fall? People who from like say nineteen sixty to sixty six. Are they baby boomers? Are they early Gen Xers? Are they right. well, some I, other marketing label they came up with? I would say Generation it, Jones. I heard <laughs> Generation Jones. <laughs> oh,
0: whatever. I, I, again, I think that you know the the lines are pretty blurry and not well defined. Yeah, and I kind of feel like yeah, World War Two was pretty well over with. Um, I can say for sure my dad was not World War Two age. He was a child during World War Two. so...
2: Yeah, so those people would be a little older, you know. Yeah. I worked with a man who was born, you know, 1940. Um, that's in World War Two. He's not really a boomer. That's a lot previous to these generation things. Yeah. Right. right. Advertising. Yeah, exactly. Although they've gone they back and made up... Now they've made up terms for... The greatest generation. Everybody, and yeah, and before that... Yeah. Right, yeah. and it's if all that. nonsense. The silent generation, generation Neanderthal. Yeah.
0: yeah, we've uh, we've posthumously labeled them. Yeah, <laughs> that's horrible. Um, so, okay, you mentioned this just now, Neanderthal. Yes. Why are they all saying Neanderthal now? I'm, hearing, st- I'm stupid. <laughs> good, thank you. I'm glad someone said it out it's, loud, it's so I didn't have to. It's Neanderthal. T H A L. It's not Neanderthal. They were short, in fact. But for fuck's sake. I mean, realtors and Neanderthals and Alzheimer's. I'm hearing people mispronounce Alzheimer's now. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah. I'm he- hearing people say Alzheimer's. Stop.
1: Well, if, yeah, um, you can find all these lists of people, uh, of words that people mispronounce quite commonly, like espresso mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yes, it
0: makes you go fast because of all the caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I think that people are like supposedly pronouncing it correctly but
2: it's wrong mm. okay is an espresso taken from express though i have no idea meaning that it was fast mm, could be not that it made you fast but it was served quickly hmm don't know things we need to look up yeah not put it on the list yeah
0: not gonna do it now though no so, anything else on your list of recently watched?
2: Uh, I watched some Art Heist shows that were okay. And uh, some South Park, yeah. which are also okay. I was sick two days. And I should have watched more, but just didn't feel up to it.
0: No? Do you read much when you're sick, or do you just try to curl up in a ball? Well, and I just
2: try to sleep. Yeah.
0: I'll wake up and hope it's over. Yeah. Just try to hydrate and sleep.
2: Yeah. Although the cat is not much of a nursemaid. No. He does not like me to sleep.
0: No, they like to come up and stand on
2: you and punch you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk to me. So. but that's all I've watched.
0: Oh, Julian, what about you?
2: Uh,
1: well, I, I listened to uh, talking about Neanderthals. <laughs> uh, I listened, uh, listened to this audio book uh, called uh, *Sapiens*. Okay. Um, so it's an audio version of an actual physical book as well. Yeah. Um, but this is—I uh, forget his name, the author's name. But it's a historian, and it's a, it's a, it's described as a brief history of the human race, of Homo sapiens. So we're we're Homo sapiens, and we used to be one of the five human races yeah. on the planet. And for tens of thousands of years, we were just another bunch of animals. Uh huh. And then just another uh, pack of monkeys. And then Homo sapiens became the dominant, yeah, human species, and eventually became the you know disastrous for everything else on the planet and uh um so it is like uh he it's like uh, talking about the various revolutions we've gone through and so starting with the cognitive revolution which is where we uh figured out how to uh cooperate with each other mm-hmm. and, and that that gave us dominance over the other human species um the ability to um uh we had a, a fantasy life which is Hugely important for bringing a large groups together. Yeah, um, because like uh, you, you look at primates and things, and their they group's of about fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once it gets above fifty, they split off. They just can't. They just can't handle that many individuals. Yeah. Um, and with humans, it tends to be about one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Uh, you can do, You know everyone in that group. You don't need to have much of a structure hierarchy. Once you get above one hundred and fifty, you have to start bringing in hierarchies uh mythologies uh uh-huh. you know, like religion and money and yeah um nation um so it, you have to make up all these things to keep large groups together as yeah um
0: did they have anything on the timeline of when the homo sapien developed the bicameral mind
2: i don't know they didn't talk about it much. Exactly. was sometime in the 20s actually <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm still still waiting <laughs> right <laughs> i want
1: to get i want to get intelligence but um uh yeah so, so and then it, so the next big ones like uh, agriculture and okay yeah um and and then the it's so the one where and now is the scientific one.
2: Did you hear about the uh, cave paintings in Indonesia? Speaking of, yeah, I saw you know, the headline. Forty-four thousand years old. Yeah, wow. Which is, and they're they're, they're
1: tracing back um, because they're finding that uh, uh, several different species have complex uh, conversational uh, patterns. Oh, okay. So they're so they're, they're saying that. Uh, The art of conversation goes back way further than they thought it did.
0: And you know what? And yet
2: it's dead today. Art
0: (laughs) art goes way back before sports. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) You know what's really cool to watch is like when a little kid gets a hold of, you know, whether it's paper and crayons or it could even be a tablet, just watching a kid go to town on something like that and just seeing. How completely enthralled they can be just making stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love doing that. Those kids' classes.
0: Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, stuff I've seen. Um, Fangs of the Living Dead. Fangs. Mm. This came out in 1968. It's an Italian-Spanish movie, uh, La La Nipote del Vampiro, also known as Melenka the Vampire. Uh, This is directed by Amado de Osorio. Uh, a couple of years later, he did the Blind Dead series.
2: Okay, I haven't seen that. Tombs of the Blind Tombs Dead. Of the Blind Dead. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never seen this. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'll have to borrow. Yeah.
1: Um, so this one stars Anita Ekberg. Nice. Oh S- yeah, Sylvia, who uh, she's she's a, a model in Rome who found, finds that she's the Countess of uh, Waldrock. and she flies up there, and. Def- discovers a village where uh, the barmaids uh, wear dirndl blouses and uh, <laughs> uh, some of them are some of the villages are dubbed by Paul Fries. Um that's funny there's a little bit of flagellation exploitation um, so she plays uh, Sylvia and she plays her own ancestor Malenka who's a great grandmother
0: oh
1: and uh, who turns out to be a uh, necrobiologist <laughs> oh. and uh who the locals, uh, you know, decided that she was a witch, so they burned her at the stake. Uh, but not before she'd made her family immortal by turning them into vampires. Oh, okay. Old story. Following that,
0: yeah. So um, they were wrong. She was no witch. She was a vampire. Yeah.
1: So she, when she's at the castle, the 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 head of the castle says he's her uncle, but he's actually her great grandfather. Hmm. And uh, he seems to want her to join him.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. what a sweet story
1: yes and um, uh, and you've got uh, two black haired vampires named Blinka and Bertha <laughs> okay. and uh, I, I, watching this I decided that if uh, <clears throat> 60s uh, Latin women had as much makeup on their necks as they do around their eyes they'd probably be safe from Ooh, probably. vampires right there's a good inch of it on there uh, and it gets a bit twisty before it's over. It's uh, very colorful. Uh, the version I saw was a soft kind of crop. Um, but you can tell it looked good back in the day. Ah. But, uh, yeah, I can't find a good copy of it now. Mm. It may not
0: exist anymore.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, scary Movie, 1991, not the uh, parody series. Right? Oh, okay. Uh, this is from way before that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so this is directed by Daniel Erickson. This is a Texan movie um this is quite likable very low budget regional horror Hmm. um and i can't think of an earlier uh, movie about a real serial killer in a haunt
2: Hmm.
1: set up and you can throw a dart at streaming services now and find one of those yeah but back in the day i don't think they were
0: this predates funhouse Okay.
1: Oh no, no no no! Sorry sorry sorry. It doesn't it doesn't. Funhouse was eighty two. Yeah, but Funhouse is like this whole it's, family. Yeah, it's
2: not really a serial killer. Okay. It's a kind of monster. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But but you know, like nowadays you can. There's so many haunt movies where it's like there's an actual serial killer who's snuck in there. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think it was it was the case back then. Was it good? Um. I kind of enjoyed it. It wasn't good. It was really rough. <laughs> uh, so uh, you've got this, like, house of horrors, and it's got a sign up on the door saying, Abandon Hope, all y'all. Abandon Hope, y'all who enter here. Y'all. <laughs> uh, and you've got music by uh, Rocky Erickson and oh, uh, nice. Butthole Surfers. Wow. Um, I recognized uh, Graveyard and Strangers Die Every Day
2: okay. soundtrack.
1: Um uh really needed a second unit director to corral the extras because there was a lot of antics going on in the background it was distracting right mm. um uh so you've got a nerd played by John Hawks who went on to be in um three billboards and uh Winter's Bone okay um so he's he plays this nerd who's freaked out by a lot of stuff and uh he he has a date at the haunt and uh he's, he's with a bunch of cool kids uh <laughs> and I'm talking about 1991 Texan Cool Kids is so like a guy who looks like uh you know you got the like the blonde mallet and
2: Oh. oh. Where so. did you see this?
1: Oh, this is on online
2: somewhere. Right? Okay. Um Matthew
0: McConaughey started as a Texas Cool Kid in a movie.
2: Actually started on Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's like one of the few recognizable people from, from a, a re-enactment. reenactment of Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> And you see it today and you're like, wow, that's Matthew McConaughey He looks like he's 20, and I think he probably was what? Did he have a show? Nope, no. nope, he has his shirt open So you know it's Matthew McConaughey, even back then He plays some unfortunate guy who got shot in his driveway Oh, oh dear Yeah That's crazy was it a car that he was advertising at
1: the time uh
2: no there was a man across the street uh watching some kids and he went over to confront him and the guy got out of his truck and shot matthew mcconaughey whoever that guy he was playing him wow <laughs> yeah. matthew mcconaughey was playing uh yeah crazy story anyway anyway so, so uh, he's he's um um, he's really afraid of going
1: into this place and he also really fancies this uh, woman he's been set up with. Uh, no one actually says haunt. Um, Sheriff Briggs calls it that haunted chicken shack thing.
0: <laughs> haunted chicken shack thing. <laughs> uh,
1: Butch Patrick plays Eddie. Oh, really? <laughs> he
0: plays Eddie? Yeah. Well, that's a little too on the nose, isn't it?
1: Um... Let's see. Uh, There's there's some uh, creative touches. You know, they were trying. Um, There's some interesting edits and shots, and they actually had access to a crane. Ah. Um, You know, it's really rough around the edges, but it's it's quite likeable, and it's got a good twist in it. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I quite enjoyed that one. And then uh, the other horror movie I watched was uh, It Chapter 2. Ooh. Did you see that? I have not. You... I don't think... You would like this at
2: all? I doubt it. It's three hours long. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I'm sold already. Three hours. Um, I was wondering how necessary it was. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Is that it's totally? Oh, I think the best review I heard. I've not seen it, but I've uh, someone rec- said that it felt like a remake. Yeah. Of part one. Yeah.
1: You know, like, except you've got them as adults as well, so everything go you go through everything twice. Yeah. Dear Lord. Oh. Um, it's got cameos by Peter Bogdanovich and Stephen King.
2: Naturally, right. they play characters in the in the film. Um, so, I think feels- they should have had just Stephen King as Stephen King show up in the story at some point. And all the characters ask him, "What's up with the kid, King Ang Bang?" All right. <laughs> no, seriously, explain yeah. that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you going for? Let's let's break the fourth
0: wall here, yeah. Stephen, and uh, explain well, it to us.
2: This this does break the fourth wall a bit.
1: It, it seems to parody itself. So as well as being like feeling like a lot of outtakes from part one. Oh man, there, uh, there's a lot of in jokes and, and there's like there's one of the running gags is um uh, uh the one of the adult characters is an author. And people complain about the endings of his books, uh, yeah. which happen to Stephen to sometimes. King sometimes, right? And um, so he he does a gag about that in in the movie as well. All right. So you've got the cameos, you've got references to the thing. Yeah, you've seen right. it, right? Yes. You know that that yeah. scene I'm referring to. Yes. Um, and it it's just it, you know you can you can just hear a gong going off when that joke falls. Right. Um. Oh. So, uh, okay, hour one, (laughs) Um, the gang are dragged back together. Yes. Hour two, it plays like deleted scenes from It One. Okay. So the kids from It One being chased around and the adults being chased around. Then hour three.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, we're not going to make you watch it.
1: I'm going to watch it. Hour three, they come up with a plan. Uh Uh-huh. So, the uh, the sense of urgency in this film is... Ooh. It's pretty spread out. A little lacking, yeah. yeah. Um, it's got good images. I like the cast. But the storytelling is really poor. Um, you've got... like It starts off with this long scene at the start where a uh, couple of guys get beaten up by locals. Yeah. And one of them gets dumped in the river. And it's pretty strong stuff. Yeah. But... It's a gay bashing scene. Yeah. You never see any of these characters again. <laughs> um... And it turns up at the end of the scene, but he's just feeding off fear you know, what they leave. Right. Uh, so he's not set up as a threat. Mm.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: And so, he, and like, you know, from the first one, they, they know how to defeat him.
2: Yeah. But for it, some
1: reason they've forgotten. Yeah. They forget. And so it doesn't reestablish he, that he's threatening. So,
0: But then there's a much more complicated way to defeat him that'll supposedly defeat him for good. Yeah,
1: so where does that come from? Yeah, and uh, uh, the book apparently. Oh uh, well, yeah, I never read but it, it, but I- I, I. I know what happens in, in the book, but the film doesn't establish him as a threat. Uh, why they need to? Why they're still afraid of him?
0: Yeah, aren't um, they? Aren't they allowed to just stay where they live? That isn't Dairy Maine, and just not deal with Pennywise?
1: Yeah. Um, they, all, they all decide to, you know, most of them decide, oh, we're going to take off. But then they introduce this uh, idea that um, Bethany has premonitions of how they're all going to die. And if they don't stay, then they're all going to die in the way oh, she's seen. Yeah. But it doesn't show you that she's seeing these things. She, she, she just might be making it up. You don't know. Right. Uh, but, it, you know, the crucial thing is that you don't see what she's seen. Mm. Um, right, So it's just sort of thrown in there Probably be hard to convey in a movie yeah. You know, visuals and stuff, not Yeah, whatnot. <laughs> hard, uh, yeah. Hard, hard to cram
2: in some visual clues In, in three, three hours, hour yeah
0: Yeah, they could have made it three hours and three minutes And, yeah. uh, you know, maybe stuff, the, uh, stuff the,
2: that in somewhere <laughs> The cashier I was talking to last night Had a, a Michael Myers pin on Oh, wow And uh, we were talking, she's like Oh, have you seen It Chapter 2? And I was like, no, I I didn't care for the first one. She said, "Don't bother with the second one. They they bully the clown at the end yeah. into dying." <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's was a, like well, mm, well yeah, put. that sounds good.
0: It's not even a spoiler.
2: No, no, no. no. I mean, cashier where? Just the at, at your work? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you but, have a horror fan at work? Mm-hmm.
0: Whoa.
2: Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's cool. I told her to watch Anna and the Apocalypse. Yeah. She was like, Oh, that sounds like it checks all the boxes. I'm like, literally all the boxes. It yeah. has every genre in it. Yeah. <laughs> There's the,
0: nothing to not like,
2: right? I think we, we need more horror musicals. Right. Um, so
1: and and it's like if this is about the characters of the, the adults and dealing with their inner fears, mm-hmm. shouldn't the shouldn't the uh, horror scenes correspond to what they're afraid of? You would think. Why is the woman who's persecuted by abusive men attacked by an old mm. lady giant? Oh,
2: uh, yeah, that was Because Stephen King? <laughs> um,
1: um, there's a turtle in it. Oh! You, you don't get the giant turtle at the oh. end, but you do get the giant spider, kind of. Oh, man. Um, the giant turtle would have just made the movie. My, my The bit that delighted me was uh, there's a scene where uh, it becomes this dwarf it. <laughs> And he looks so much like Rudolph Giuliani.
0: Oh, God, that's right. Whoa. Oh, man. Man, okay.
2: Might have to seek that out. Rudy. That picture.
1: Oh, yeah. You you can look up clips online. Yeah, I watch the whole movie. Final four minutes or something. And and, uh, yeah, you can see it. I thought, wow, it looks exactly like him. Rudy Judy.
0: What if it were broken into two hour and a half? viewings. Could you handle that? Yeah, if this is
2: a mini series,
0: just pretend that it is, will, and just watch it in three 1-hour segments. Yeah, I was
2: thinking if somebody did a clever uh cut of part 1 and 2 to be more like the book, you know, where yeah. go back and forth. Yeah. Um and cut out all the remake stuff for the second one. Mm-hmm. It would still be garbage, but maybe I'd watch it.
0: <laughs> okay. It'd at least be giving it a try.
2: I'd give it a try. I yeah, I could probably sit through this if maybe you know I broke it up into five minute increments. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: the it chapter two five minute
2: podcast. Yeah,
0: you
1: can intercut it with the mummy. Uh
0: huh. Yeah, yeah.
1: The,
0: the the Tom Cruise mummy minute and uh, what was the other mummy one? Mummy minute. The, the
2: three from the three, three from, from hell. hell three, three minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, It Chapter Two, five minutes. Yeah.
1: yeah. It'd be like a Saturday morning cartoon series. You know, yeah. it you know, have episodes.
0: Did you guys ever see the, um, the movies reenacted in 30 seconds by bunnies? Remember that series? <laughs> no. Oh, it was good. Uh, was, some... was this a Matt Groening thing? Or? No, it was somebody else. They were just doing this really simple animation and it would be... I think I've seen one of those. Yeah, yeah they do one of The Exorcist that's really funny. They do The Shining and The Exorcist and a bunch of other ones. But uh, basically all the, you know, the the pivotal moments and the highlights of the movie are all done one after another by rabbits with little helium sounding voices. uh, I think we just need that for you, Will. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we'll just reenact movies using puppets. Like Ziggy has seen it chapter two probably two or three times already. So maybe she could reenact it with puppets. Oh, okay she'll be here with us for our Christmas extravaganza. Anna
2: and the Apocalypse. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, look, Mommy. The Did you apocalypse. watch
2: uh, All Through the House? No, I'm going to watch that for next week.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: so you're going to get uh, Ziggy to watch Anna and the Apocalypse?
0: Yeah, she okay. may have already watched it. Yeah, I sent her a message telling her that would be on on the uh, on the menu for what we will be doing for our Christmas extravaganza. E. This is the fourth time we've done one of those. And then sometime after that, when it actually gets really cold here, uh, then we can do our Wintry 3.
1: Well, uh, I'll try and do a Christmas horror quiz for next week as well. That'd
0: be great. When she's here. Yeah. You have to stir in some Mr. James in there.
1: I'm not sure if she's reading any of those or seen any of those.
0: If not, uh, not. she'd probably enjoy it, though. Um, Jonathan,
1: the, the fellow who directed the uh, TV version of uh, A Whistle on I'll Come to You, my lad. Oh. He, he just died last week, didn't he? Oh,
2: oh. really? Uh,
1: Whoa. But talking of MI James yeah. Yeah. films. Anyway, um, yes, that's it.
0: That's the list, huh? Um, so You watched you watch Brides of Dracula? Yes, I did. And I really enjoyed it. Um, so you suggested that we just watch a couple of the things that you've lent us. And uh, I still have... The the Creeping Terror slash The Creep Behind the Camera, (laughs) which I did watch most of The Creep Behind the Camera on some streaming service a year or two ago. Um,
2: Yeah, it was on Netflix, I believe. I I
0: think you're right. And it might have been more than a year or two. It might have been three years. But whenever it was uh, on Netflix, I watched most of it and didn't get to finish it. And I think it fell out of licensing with them and I didn't get to finish. So I'm going to. But it's on Blu-ray, which is in that room, not this room. So I have to always choose my times to watch Blu-rays of things. But uh, <clears throat> let's see. We, um, yeah, so we thought, yeah, why not watch a couple things and get them back to Julian. Uh, Brides of Dracula. Now, this is a 1960 British horror film made by Hammer Film Productions, directed by Terrence Fisher, and it stars Peter Cushing, David Peel, Frida Jackson, Yvonne Munlar, Andre Melli. Uh, and Martita Hunt, who played the old baroness. And she Mm was really... She's great. Yeah, not (laughs) not to spoil it too much for anybody, but uh, pretty much everybody gets turned into a vampire in this movie, except for maybe the bartender guy, Mm -hmm. the, the guy who owns the pub. So, you, you know, if I tell you that, then just don't be surprised by anything. Um, my favorite thing about this movie are the uh, the two grinning, fanged women hanging out by the window. They just mm-hmm. kept cutting to their reaction shots. I'm pretty sure they just, like, got 10 minutes of footage of them, like, hissing and grinning and hanging out by that window mm-hmm. in their, like, nightgowns or whatever. That was so fun. I just love the, the fangs and the expressions on them. But uh, let's see. We have in this movie... Um, let's see a lot of a lot of day for night which is part of the hammer movie charm isn't it Mm -hmm. like uh, day for night for listeners who aren't familiar is slap a blue filter on the camera lens turn it down a couple stops you know so it's not proper exposure but rather darkened exposure and then don't worry about the sun reflecting on rivers and ponds and things like that yeah and shadows being cast by things just pretend it's a really full moon uh-huh. And, and you're good to go. Right. A lot of uh, Hammer films will have a uh, stagecoach or carriage or whatever just rumbling, you know, two horses pulling it, rumbling through the, the country roads and, you know, a lot of a lot of hard shadows through the trees. And uh, it's so fun. This thing just starts right into the action. Mm-hmm. And this woman is trying to get to where she's going to be a student teacher and uh she's teaching in a girls' school. And of course the um the headmistress is kind of silly and the headmaster or dean or whatever he's supposed to be is kind of a jerk. And somewhere along the way it seems like, oh, something's really wrong here and uh I think she's at first not allowed to stay at the the inn that's at the pub. And I think this woman comes and says, come and stay at the castle. And I think that's how she gets kind of looped into the whole thing. And uh, there's uh, another woman who works there for the Baroness. And um, this woman seems a little weird. And at some point, um, the young lady who the student teacher is up in her room uh, that she's been assigned and looks down to a, to a uh, another wing of the castle and sees this guy out on the balcony, mm-hmm. and something's not right. She she wasn't told there was a guy over in another wing of the castle. Upon further investigation, she's uh, she's finally told that this is a uh, a son who's gone mad, mm-hmm. and he's not well, and he needs to be uh, kind of sequestered to that side of the castle, which is through that door there to the left of the fireplace. <laughs> so never, <gasps> so never mind bolting that door or <laughs> putting anything like a lock on it. Because as it turns out, he's shackled yes. to uh, a window frame and, uh, He's uh, not going to be able to let himself out, but that doesn't apparently stop her from letting herself through that door and going in. Mm-hmm. So after seeing him standing on the ledge of the balcony, looking like he's going to jump, she kind of freaks out and goes over and visits him. And uh, one thing leads to another. He's really handsome and charming and sort of uh, not vampiric looking when she meets him. Yeah, so he looks like a mod. Yeah, he does. Totally. He's the mod. <laughs> And uh, she sort of uh, wants to help him out of his predicament, uh, which upon another visit, he explains, there's the key in, in uh, the Baroness's drawer uh, because the assistant woman said it's in a locked drawer in the bureau. Hmm. Now, that seems like information that should have never gotten to him. <laughs> and I'm wondering, like, as a vampire, doesn't he have super strength? Shouldn't he be able to just rip that? that uh, shackle chain mm. out of the wall
2: maybe it's silver mm.
0: oh that's possible yeah that's possible it's like the cuff around his ankle not silver the chain and the other part maybe silver
2: maybe yeah I isn't silver kind of soft yeah silver is pretty soft but it hurts them but hammer
1: vampires don't tend to be like incredibly strong they're, right. they're they're like really strong for people but you know they're really strong Van for dad Van Helsing can re- wrestle with them quite yeah. successfully yeah one on one
2: right so
0: well the um, the plot goes on that the young lady does finally uh, begin her job or she's about to and the headmaster's kind of a jerk about um, her friend well her being late first of all and at one point she's met Peter Cushing's character Van Helsing and uh He's in the area, mm-hmm. and he's he's got some pretty great credentials. So everybody bows to him basically when they yes. you know understand where he's schooled and what he's a doctor of. He's like a doctor of three things, including metaphysics. Um, so he's uh, he sort of uh, got his eye on what the situation is and suspects some things are going on. Now the the castle, um, well the Baron it's um Baron Meinster. He's a meinster. Uh I don't understand, like how they didn't loop the Dracula. Uh, didn't Dracula infect them with vampirism? Is that how this got started? Yeah,
1: he, he's like uh he's he's like this wild rich kid who's messing around and he falls in with the wrong people. Is, is what she says. Okay, and and then you get the idea that some of these wrong night people that he's been messing with are actually vampires. Okay, but you, yeah, it doesn't go into it really.
0: Yeah, it's pretty vague about it, isn't Mm. it? Yeah, because that kind of went in one ear and out the other for me. I was like, what? He's not Dracula. He's not related to him, yet he's in a castle and has fangs Mm -hmm. when necessary. (laughs) Now, when you talked about this one during your October uh, run through the uh, Hammer Dracula films, Mm. um, you talked about the bat on a string. Yeah. Not the best looking bat, but I didn't hate it. it. It had a charm to it. It's big. Yeah, had about a three and a half four foot wingspan. That's wow, it's a, a big that bat.
2: A big rubber bat.
0: Yeah, I mean, it might have been made out of papier mache and leather and other goods. I'm not sure, but it it, it got the job done. I didn't hate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I did, and, and I know you talked about this when you talked about the movie. It was uh, that Peter Cushing uh, when he comes round from being knocked out and um, fanged mm-hmm. by the Baron? He uh, he grabs the uh, the iron and stuffs it in the coals from like this blacksmith um, forge, whatever you want to call it, and uh, burns his neck and then douses it with holy water. Mm-hmm. And it's all better. Yeah. Much to the chagrin of the grinning, hissing women over by the window, which uh, I don't remember what became of them.
1: Yeah, that's, that's vague.
0: Yeah, like, did they change they back? They kind of
1: disappear. Like, the, the whole place catches on fire and no, you, you don't see them again. And they're like, well, see you later. Yeah, it doesn't establish what happens to them.
0: I think they head to the girls' school and see if they can blend in.
1: Yeah, they probably head off for a, the Constein trilogy.
0: Yeah, and, you know, unless there's the whole kill the head vampire and everybody... They, that really wasn't going on in Hammer. No. So, you could resurrect a vampire, but you couldn't necessarily kill their whole lineage... They they yeah.
1: kind of changed the vampire mythology as they went along. But, yeah, yeah. To
0: so whatever suited the yeah, story. Yeah, well, it wasn't
1: consistent. You yeah, because well, yeah, like in the early ones, you know, he, he mocks that they can turn into bats, and then later they turn into bats. And...
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Turning into bats. Imagine that. Hey, look! I turned into a bat.
2: <laughs> Maybe he was lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could have been yeah. it. Uh, no! I can't turn into a bat. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that that's that's absurd. Yeah. The whole fangs and blood drinking thing, sure. I mean, that's totally like being immortal. That's mm-hmm, yeah, totally bad. So, I really enjoyed this. You know, there's there's something about this particular era in um in the British filmmaking that uh, horror movies is just yeah, something else, man. Yeah. is
1: photography's good. Yeah, I
0: just yeah. love how it looks and I I don't remember seeing the the Technicolor. In fact, I've got the page up here. I can look. I think they were with Eastman Color. Yeah, I was going to say it was vivid. Let's see. Does it say? Um, I don't see. I don't really want to spend a lot of time having the no, listeners. I'm pretty sure
1: the Hammer was Eastman Color.
0: Yeah. Um, let's scroll down just one more time and look. Production notes. Mmm bray studios oakley court um the scenes in which the locks drop from Gina's coffin were derived from mr james's story count magnus oh that's kind of cool uh well i don't see it upon just kind of skimming the page and like i said i don't want to waste a lot of the listeners time talking about uh but it looks like oh wait maybe it's up here
2: any more of their time
0: yeah any more of your time you you, you give us a good hour hour and a half sometimes folks and we appreciate that but uh,
2: but we run a tight ship here yeah
0: yeah, we do (laughs) that's exactly how it's normally
2: described
1: Uh (laughs) uh-huh two or three episodes and you could have been watching it chapter two.
2: Ooh, yeah yeah let's pretend this was eastman color i'm waiting till it chapter 11
0: yeah bankruptcy (laughs) (laughs) pennywise is out of work (laughs) <laughs> uh,
2: uh, i did watch another film i, re- I realized i mm-hmm. left off because we didn't finish it but it was called a uh, field in england oh yeah how, and, is, uh, how is that that's on shutter uh, i like yeah, that one i liked it until it got to a certain point it became a little too art schooly for me and a little too flashy screens uh-huh. back and forth back and forth but I can't stop thinking about it, so I think I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I'm glad somebody else has seen it here, because I thought the characters were excellent and had great dialogue and interactions, you know, and then it gets really trippy. Right. You know, and you're like, wow, and I just, we were both like, I can't handle this strobing effect anymore, and Mm -hmm. people just shrieking, but uh, yeah, it was an interesting take, I'd give if you're really into weird horror movies, I'd give it a watch. Mm. Awesome. If you're
1: into rural British horror Yes.
2: And why not? Yeah. Yes, folk horror, yes. <laughs> which Gene loves. So yeah. Good. We always are on the lookout for more folky okay. things. Uh, um,
1: well, uh, at the moment, uh, there's a limited edition of... Uh, uh, Blood and Satan's Claw oh, um, oh man that's so good uh, so when that becomes more widely available in, in this country then I'll pick that up definitely
2: oh nice yeah
1: uh, yeah I've just got an old DVD of it
2: yeah I have uh, I think it's on one of the services now I think it's on Shutter or something but yeah I have an old DVD I may have copied from you at some point or mm. downloaded I don't remember but that's a good one I like that one a lot yeah I've got yeah. the soundtrack Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, there's a thing on Amazon Prime that I forgot to mention that I watched was the um, season two of the Hellier series, which is about these paranormal investigators who are being led to some mysterious goings on in some uh, places in the South. And um, two of the investigators are from this area. One of them, um, uh, Carl, is from Loveland and the other one, Connor, is from Denver. Uh, mm. I don't know if they still are, but uh, at least they were from here.
2: And I thought well, that'd be interesting if we could ever get them on the show. Uh, we could contact the Rocky Mountain Paranormal Society. Yeah, we could. Yeah, They'd just come on the show.
1: Join fingers. Yeah, yeah. give them a we'll call. Them have them
2: to move up. the computer out of the way. But
0: yeah, totally. We'd levitate this table.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: See what kind of what kind of ghosties are under it. But yeah, the Hellier series. Uh, I think I have one or two more episodes left before I've gotten through season two. It's um, it's really interesting. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of following. Like, where are they being led? What, what, where, what to what end is this gonna take us? And I don't know yet.
2: Mm. Spoiler alert! It wasn't a ghost. It was a serial killer in the haunt.
0: Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was another thing that was on my list. I forgot. If you guys picked out, uh, Will, are you doing the uh, start the new year with an excellent movie? Yeah, I'll probably do that. uh, Ripping a uh, page from Jolien's book. Yeah. I well here I've got eight and a half right here waiting. Right here waiting. This is my. This is my my 2020. It's a beauty. Nice. Eight and a half in 2020. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Speaking of. Miss Eckberg, uh, Fellini mm-hmm. uh, brought her to our attention. In, uh, Barbara
1: Steele was in that one.
0: Um, yeah, I think she's in this one as well. Yeah, she is. Yeah, this is great, man. This is uh, it's a great movie, and I, I bought it from Criterion when they had their flash sale a year or two ago. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they have one every year.
0: Yeah, and it's it's great. Mm-hmm. I missed the last one, I just was too busy at work and mm-hmm. couldn't sit down and fiddle around with my phone and order a movie, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time. And my nephew Johnny is really good at sending me a text going, hey, they're doing that flash sale right now. Uh, if yeah,
1: you well, if, you, if you're interested, I'll let you know. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. You, you buy um, movies for Christmas presents at the, that time.
0: Yeah, it's great. You can shop ahead of time and get something good for yourself. It's
2: kind of nice.
1: Well, I've, I've got a, an uncle, one of my Emily's uncles, who's, who's a film buff, so... Oh, good. i you pick him up some stuff.
2: When is there a version of Three from Hell coming out? Oh, cr- 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 the criterion, criterion Collection. Criterion Collection of Three from Hell. The whole Rob Zombie au uh,
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it really, Rob Zombie deserves to have that box collection of all, uh-huh. his, all his great work.
2: Yeah. <laughs> in a coffin or something. Yeah, in a coffin shape. Or box. a head that looks like Michael Myers. Something you like that. Stuff in a mask a michael myers mask or something it's impractical it doesn't fit on your shelf right or go with any of your other movies
0: or you could just get a michael myers mask and just stuff it like a shopping bag
2: yeah exactly who says it has to fit that'd be a good halloween it's all bulged out and squarish you know trick-or-treating basket there
0: i think that's a good idea
2: yeah you could
1: stop a rival label you know instead of criterion it'd be like
2: no standards. or low No standards, st- low standards. standards. Yeah. Yeah. Craptarian. Craptarian. <laughs> there you go. The worst movies. Not restored. Not cleaned up. Just straight from the videotape onto a DVD with no label. Yeah. And a shitty Xerox copied cover.
0: I think that sounds good.
2: Yeah. Just an envelope with a name written on it.
0: Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it for Brides of Dracula. I mean, um, what do you guys want to talk about?
2: I don't know. You didn't watch anything from my stuff? I
0: did not, (laughs) because we
2: watched uh, One Cut of the Dead, and and that was about it. He's
0: trying to keep things from getting stricken from the list.
2: Yeah, Yeah, because I mentioned uh, we were talking about Romero again, and I was like, I'm going to make it because I found out eugenia has not watched night of the living dead i thought she had i was like okay i'm gonna borrow it and then she sat there and she goes hmm do i have a non-zombie rule i'm like no it's not on the list (laughs) nope (laughs) like there's too many italian movies with zombies in it Oh, she's gonna see that one to do away with so yeah yeah i've gotta
0: yeah in the venn diagram of stuff she does like and stuff she may be getting tired of i mean at least there's an overlap with italian movies and zombies
2: and I think it's funny, she gets into directors like Romero here, yeah. and she's just like, oh, i got to watch everything by them, where I'm kind of like, three yeah. or four, that's good, I'm good.
0: Yeah, Night of the Living Dead's a great movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a perfect movie, but to me it's an ideal movie. Yeah.
2: And I told her, <laughs> it's not in Pittsburgh, but it's outside of it, so it counts. Yeah, it's it like counts.
0: Evansville or something, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. A lot of people find that tombstone with the name Blair on it that, uh, right. that Barbara stops at in mm-hmm. her run from... Um, the initial graveyard zombie, yeah. Bill Hinsman or Heinzman, however you pronounced it. Uh, it's great. This restoration is just brilliant. It looks so good. And it has the extra footage in it that was initially lost, but they're working from the original either work print or original negative, I forget which. So yeah it, it's never looked this good to your eyes before mm. seeing this. So that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. So she gets to see it right the first time. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe she has to watch it on, you know.
0: A Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox. Yeah, the on, way you,
2: on public, you know, access or something, right. you know, television somewhere yeah. late at night oh, it's with so, a bunch of ads. so blown out. Yeah. yeah.
0: Even if you watch it on, like, there's four versions of it on Prime.
2: You know, oh, yeah. Three of
0: which are bad.
2: Yeah, that's why I was like, I'll just borrow one because I don't think any of them on Prime look very good. Right. There's an anniversary edition. It looks like it was made in about 1902 (laughs) (laughs) instead of 1968. Yeah. I'd watch that. (laughs) that Oh, I'd totally watch a 1902 zombie movie. It'd be fantastic. Oh, yeah, it would. I'd be into that. Oh, (laughs) man. Oh,
0: man. So what were the other ones we want to cover before we're
2: through
0: Uh, the thing? was it? that was it? Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. We, uh, we're we at about an hour and uh, we'll we'll save our energy for the Christmas extravaganza. So we only know for sure one, maybe two that we're going to cover all through the
1: house, maybe? I'm going to watch all through the house yeah. Yeah, and I'll try and watch one take of the dead. Because that yeah. sounds interesting. One, one,
2: one shot. Yeah, one, one, cut. Cut, of one mm-hmm. cut of the dead. One cut, one cut of the dead. Yeah, yeah, it's on shutter. It's mm-hmm. good. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, it. Some people who start watching it might wonder, like... What's going on? Like, Eugenia was kind of like, mm, I was about ready to get up until, you know, the so, twist comes along, and I was like, <clears throat> I had told her, you know, there's a twist, that's all I'm going to say. So, you know, you might be kind of like, oh, where is this going? This isn't very <laughs> good. This is a little off. Have you, you seen uh, Russian arc? No. That's a one-shot
1: movie. Oh, okay. I think I was... I don't know if it was the first, but it was a few years ago, but it is, it's is basically, they go through the, uh, the St. Petersburg Museum. Oh, okay. And uh, and different things from different parts of Russian history happen in each room.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. And it's all one shot. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, this one's great. It's all one shot.
0: Oh, before we Stuff call Stuff
2: it- gets on the lens <laughs> at some point and they have to wipe it off.
0: <laughs> I love when that happens.
2: Before we call it a show, do you guys want to talk about
0: having played the board game Horrified again? Okay, sure. The r- Horrified, the Reckoning. While <laughs> <clears throat> well, we we went to take our revenge on the uh, Invisible Man, Jolian, you want to recap the gameplay for the listeners?
1: Yeah. So we uh, we before we it was their first time playing it. So we they they wanted to play all the monsters at once. So we <laughs> we, we played the kids
2: like not all of them. It was like four, five, was, or six. We, of them. I think
0: we played against two or three. The
2: first we played round. Against, uh, the uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, yes. Dracula, in the first one, right. and then we played with everybody, all else. the remaining characters yes. for the second round, which I think was like five monsters or something. Yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> Invisible Man just stomped <laughs> he our trounced ass, trounced us. Yeah,
1: we we didn't get any of them. Yeah, no,
2: not no. I think we were pretty close to stopping the Mummy. Yeah, but that was it. Right. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. We we were slaughtered. Yeah. So it's basically set up as you're in this this uh, village, and uh, you have the Universal Classic monsters up to the creature, the man, and uh, and they all have peculiar ways of you know uh, being killed off, and, you know, true to the movies. Right. And then you play various uh, uh, characters like inspectors or uh, explorers, you know, uh, explorers, and um, and then you have all the villagers who are all characters from the movies you have uh lucy from dracula and fritz from frankenstein and you maria and have, have costellos in yeah. there, and maria from frankenstein as well yeah uh and then uh so um and then you have to uh uh get the right items to the right places and yeah so that you can hunt down the monster and in, in whatever way they need to be yeah bumped off um yeah, so we 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 played that against too many monsters and we got slaughtered. So, too many monsters and, and we got slaughtered by basically just the one of them. Yeah, <laughs> well, the Yeah, the invisible man.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is the other monsters, you know, maybe did a little damage to us, but yeah. the invisible man was just ruining our
2: game. <laughs> so uh, It's funny he's the most human and yet the worst of the lot. Yeah, right.
1: I mean, he kills the most in the movies. Oh yeah, he just I mean, In in the book he doesn't kill anyone and like thrashes a policeman almost to death. Yeah. But he he's, he doesn't actually kill anyone in the novel. Oh, it's been so. It's more long of a tragic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> um. In, yeah. In the novel, it's like uh, he he discovers the power of invisibility, and it's disastrous from it. Ruins his life.
2: Yeah. As I imagine it would. Um. Yeah.
1: But anyway. anyway um. So we're out of spite, we. We decided to just play against the Invisible Man this time. Yeah. yeah. He still managed to bump off a whole bunch of villagers. A whole bunch
2: of people. <laughs> yeah, he did. Four we, or five
1: of
0: them. We didn't rescue any of them.
2: No, we let them all die.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy. But at the end of it all, we handed his invisible ass to him.
2: Yeah, yeah Richard
1: managed to nail him in the yeah, end.
0: Yeah, that was great. Yeah, <laughs> when you start you know, developing a little visual strategy of like, where do I have to go to get which little cardboard chip and move it to where and mm-hmm. or hold it at the edge of the board to use it later and then uh, how many moves will it take to get there and do this Yeah. Once you finally kind of with of course this game encourages teamwork mm-hmm. um to have us all working toward that goal really worked out nicely. Cuz I I don't feel like any one person wins this game. I feel like uh either you know the humans win oh, yeah, or the monsters win. Right, right. Yeah. So our team won. <laughs> team humans go. Yeah, because yeah. three
1: of us against one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? He's got invisibility, so you know.
1: Yeah, I imagine we didn't collect much of a, uh, you know, a reward from the village. You know.
2: No. no. Hey, we yeah.
0: killed that one monster.
2: Yeah. There weren't any villagers yeah. left. <laughs> no you could have done it a little quicker. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're like yeah, you killed off three quarters of us, so and we uh, spent the thanks. reward
2: on funeral costs. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Back in those days, you just dig a hole and chuck them in there and, you know, sprinkle some lye or or lime. It was lime. Sprinkle some lime on them and, you know, you're done. (laughs) Well, you know, fill it in with dirt. Yeah. You know what I mean. It was easier back
2: then, wasn't it? Yeah. Life was simpler. Life was simpler. You
0: died
1: by 34 years old. Yeah, you only had to have 20 kids to be sure that one would inherit your wealth.
0: Right. Yeah. A <laughs> little wealth you your, had. Your bag of grain. Yeah, maybe a goat. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, we won. Team Humans won. Go and, us. Yeah, and we'll do it again sometime. Yeah,
1: I'll have no, another few rounds with Emily at Christmas break.
0: But for anyone who digs board
2: games that's a pretty good one that's, yeah that's, that's a
0: fun one and i've got a stack of uh vintage um editions of board games over here to kind of go with the the house was built in 51 so i kind of thought it'd be fun to have you know a, a clue and a scrabble and you oh, know sure.
1: the old ones i remembered from being a kid you've got christmas and your birthday coming
0: up yeah see Listeners, you can send me a game.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, shall we call it a show? Let's yeah. call it a show. All right, we're getting uh, we're getting dangerously close to our Christmas extravaganza, so buckle up. And listeners, thank you for listening. Time bananas.